Do you like to dine out, but you're on a very tight budget? Then the Dining on a Dime podcast is what you want to listen to. Now, here are the guys who are going to show you how to do this. Kevin Wilson and John Cole. Welcome, everyone, to the greatest podcast in the history of our sport. My name is Kevin Wilson, along with my co-host, John Cole, our contributors, James Pappas, Philadelphia Cheesesteak Adventure, Hello. and Jim Hassan, the grill master at Grubhouse Philly at the Borst Building in Philadelphia. Today is going to be our great barbecue uh, show. It's summertime. People are like, hey... Dude, where can I go find some great barbecue? We're going to give you a list. I got 12 picks that I think are the best barbecue in the whole tri-state area. Uh, Also, uh, we have a special guest. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk to our special guest, Ted Torres of Coa Catering. And uh, Ted owns a very awesome catering, and he caters Latino food. Uh, we're going to interview Ted for our first segment, and then segments two, three, and four will be all about where can I go find great barbecue. I just want to tell our listeners, our show is now available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, iTunes, Google Play, uh, Chartable, uh, Stitcher, and just everything under the sun, your favorite podcasts. Ted, how are you? I'm good in yourself. Oh, I'm outstanding. I'm a gravy train on biscuit wheels. Uh, <laughs> so uh, tell us about Coa Catering. Uh, Coa Catering is a culturally inspired catering company that specializes in contemporary Latino food. Nice. Yes, sir. Um, so, yeah, we, we specialize in big events, uh, weddings, private events. Graduations, everything you could think of, corporate events, anything you could think of under the sun, we cater. That's awesome. And they cater in the Philadelphia, South Jersey area. Uh, that's where you're based upon, right? Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. let me tell you, I love Latino food. I love it. The empanadas, the potalitos, and all that. <laughs> uh, rice and beans. Uh, tell us about the Latino food that you make. Well, the Latino food that I make is kind of a blend of different Latino cultures, uh, starting with Latin, Caribbean, uh, Mexican, and South American. I try to fuse that together to make my distinct signature food. Nice. And uh, let's talk about specifics. Uh, empanada, what else you got? Empanadas, the rice and beans. Nice. Uh, I make a lot of traditional stuff, too. I've been going back to some of my heritage, Puerto Rican culture. Nice. Um but I like to infuse some of that, like, uh, Mexican food, because who doesn't like Mexican food? Yeah, right. Um, the ingredients is really diverse, that I, uh, that I just enjoy working with that type of ingredients and the diversity of the ingredients. And also South America, who doesn't like ceviches, um, different types of empanadas. Uh, South American have a different type than, like, the Caribbean and Mexicans as well. Really? Yes, Let's sir. Let's talk about that. What kind of different empanadas do they do? Uh, some of the difference is that they use a different type of masa, which is uh, made with, like, a cornmeal. Okay. Uh, so their empanadas are more, like, cornmeal, cornmeal base. where one, one thing is a good thing is that it's gluten-free. Right. And that I can make vegan and gluten-free products for my vegan gluten-free uh, clientele that's out now there. Now, let me ask you a question. Does the, uh, the empanada you just talked about, does that come out to be an orange color? Yes, sir. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, sir. Because I had that at the corner store, and I thought it was a Doritos crust. And they were like, no, dude, it's the certain type of empanada that they make. But it tasted to me like it was a Doritos you know, crust. Like I thought it was in Taco Bell. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, corn is a big ingredient in Mexico, Central, and South America that they incorporated in a lot of different of their doughs, their masas, and things like that, that they can do anything under the sun. With right. that type of, uh, with that with that ingredient. And we have a lot of listeners uh, listening in now. If you guys want to host a uh, office party, you have an anniversary, whatever. Whatever. Uh, you can call Coa Catering. Uh, Ted Torres will take care of all your needs. Authentic, contemporary Latino food is what he does. Uh, how can people, do you have a direct number to call you? Or what, what, what yeah, you, you can um, reach me at uh, 267 
627-4848, or you can visit the website, covacatering.com. Nice. Um, we're on all platforms of social media, uh, Covacatering at Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. And here's what we need to do. Uh, Covacatering is C-O-A catering. So if you have an upcoming event or special occasion and you want to have it Latino uh, catering, that's fantastic. And it's not... Not very common, right? I don't think I know too many Latino food caterers, so this is great. Yeah, uh, there, there isn't a. Um, I felt that there was a need for Latino catering. Yeah, I do too. And uh, the the Philadelphia market, you know, some of the other players are the big guys, you know, like Jose Garces, the Garces events. But there's not too many other ones that are really doing it on that scale, especially on an upscale level. Nice small business owner, individually owned, Ted Torres, Coa Catering. If you're looking to uh, cater your event, this is the guy to look at. COA, catering, COA, yes. All social media platforms. I mean, what do you show up with? Do you have a truck? Do you just, I mean, how big, how small? Where do you go? Like, well, with, why, you know? Yeah, we, we've catered up to 500 people. Wow. Um, a lot of my staff are um, professionals in the industry already, working at restaurants and things like that, bartenders, servers. So I don't hire anybody that doesn't have professional experience. Um, we do rentals, we do tents, we do anything that the event, is, uh, the event needs. And what's uh, the smallest that you would do? Uh, 50 people. Nice. 50 people. Nice. Um, but I've done smaller um, private dinners and things like that, a little bit more upscale, fine dining style That's type awesome. dinners for maybe like 15 to 20 people. And you make your ceviche. I make ceviche. That's I awesome. make empanadas. I make mofongo. I make everything. Oh, you, I was just going to ask him if he does mofongo. This <laughs> yes. is great. This is great. This is the happiest you've been since Mama Maria came on. Yes, here. yes. That's the biggest smile you've had in months. I just love Latino food. I'm a big fan. So well, private, so if I'm having a dinner, if I have a kitchen, well, I guess I, I need a kitchen big enough for you to cook in and my 15 friends to be in the other room and... You bring staff that would serve us and all the whole nine yards, or if I'm having a backyard barbecue, I mean... I do, and then it doesn't really matter if you don't have, like, a kitchen equipment or anything, because I'm mobile, so... Nice. And I'm usually used to working with maybe a counter and a sink um, that I have to execute for. Sometimes I have events that are, like, 100, 150 people with limited resources that the venue has. So I'm always equipped and prepared to come with all my equipment and bang it out. That's awesome. And this is Coa Catering, COA Catering on all social media platforms. Uh, coming up at 515, we're going to tell you where to find the greatest barbecue in this Philadelphia, South Jersey area. Jim Pappas is going to have uh, segment three. He is the proprietor of the Philadelphia Cheesesteak Adventure. Uh, he is the guy that was in the Philadelphia Inquirer, Fox Good Day Philadelphia. Uh, he's the guy that ate the 300 cheesesteaks. So he will give you the best cheesesteaks in segment three. Right now, though, our full concentration is with Ted Torres, owner of Coa Catering. Uh, tell us, uh, you know, what? Uh, well, we got the football season coming. Yeah, the football season, tailgates, I think fits perfectly. We also do, like, tacos as well, which nice. is, like, an easy um, pickup, and people love tacos. Who doesn't love tacos? And I also found out that Taco Tuesday is a huge hit in the Philadelphia area. So you get Ted, and you get your own Taco Tuesday. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. But uh, what about football? Like, if I had, uh, say, a few friends come over to watch the football game, you'll cater, right? Yes, sir. And Latino, let's talk about the Latino catering business, though. That I don't see many uh, Latino food caterers. No, no. Um, once again, I felt that was a, a market that I, I needed to address. You definitely have it. Yeah. Um, and then I have like the experience to do it um, with the catering from my previous life, I guess, before I became an entrepreneur. Nice. Um, I was in the restaurant industry for 20 plus years. Wow. <laughs> and then I just decided to go on my own so people can taste like my food. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it, whatever you, you can think of, I can make. Because sometimes I have to adjust. They don't want Latino food. So. Right. Tell us about the different empanadas you make. Because I love a good empanada. I have had chicken. I've had beef. But what are the other ones? Do you have other ones? In there? I do have other ones. All right, go ahead. Um, well, traditionally, let's say with the beef. Uh, the beef usually use like the picadillo. Uh, right. Beef picadillo, which is like a ground meat mix. Um, where I use maybe more of like uh, I have a short rib, my, my chego cheese empanada. Nice. Yeah, and then my chicken, 
is more of like a braised chicken with, uh, I usually do like a sharp cheddar, but I also have vegan and gluten-free options so they can enjoy that as well. And I'll tell you what, this is funny. Our show is the most highly caloric show on the air. And our biggest question is, where can I find vegetarian? Where can I find gluten-free, et cetera? So it's pretty funny, you know, that our show, which is, uh, you know, a 10 million calorie show, <laughs> is having the most questions we get through email and social media is, you know, uh, what about, you know, dietary options? Any dietary restrictions that can accommodate. That's actually the most important thing you, we've said because <laughs> people are looking for that. Yes, they are. They, they're, well, I, I, I see the trend, not necessarily with the millennials, but the generation after. They're going more um, plant-based. I'm not plant-based. I love meat. I right. love my, my pork, my briskets and all that because you're talking about barbecue. But yeah. I have to take them into account because... Uh, you know, one, it's challenging. It challenges me to come up with new dishes. Sure. Um, as well as providing the, the the base for the future. I'm trying to have my business stay, um, be sustainable long term. Right. Ted Torres, owner, Coa Catering. 515, we start talking barbecue. Best barbecue. Where is it at? Philadelphia, Jersey, Delaware. Where is the best barbecue? Uh, Ted, let's, add, let's talk about some of the different events you've done and what you know what you have done in the past like you have catered tailgates i've tailored uh tailgates i've done um for instance i do a lot of work with uh arts our arts organization up in like north philadelphia oh okay um called taller potriqueño um, fifth street uh, Fifth Street, yes. yeah, I know yeah. it. See, I know that area. Come on, um, I know it. Well, I, I opened that building. I did like big events there, but I always try to give back to the community as well, um, especially in that area, which is um, lacking resources, I guess. And role but some models. good Latino food, definitely some in good Latino area. food. Yes. Yeah, that's where I go to get my stuff. Yeah. That's as right. you should. Is that is that <laughs> good? So, what's uh, Eagles Barbecue? Where we having uh, Sunday? Invite you over. What are you bringing? What yeah. am I bringing? Yeah, I might be bringing some the some of that uh, short rib empanadas, um, some um, penne, which is a Puerto Rican uh, pork dish with uh, maybe some tacos with that. So that's where the blend comes in. Nice. Um, morcilla, which is the blood sausage. So I got to do things like that, uh, chorizo and 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 blood blood sausage. Is that something you get that, or is that something you make? I mean, you don't. No, it doesn't come. Um, well, I can, you don't have your own skins, right? You don't. You're not. You're not up there on Fifth Street. <laughs> no, putting... no, no, no. Um, you know everything is is sourced, and then I do my own thing with uh, like it's a rice based sausage with the uh, the residual for the pork and the blood nice. on the pork and stuff like that. So what was the first thing braised empanada? Uh, the short rib braised uh, braised short rib empanadas with Manchego cheese. Nice. Yeah. What's that? That's like. What is an empanada? Picture oh. for me. Oh, I never know. Pay me a picture. Pay me a picture. I want to be some, I, oh, sitting there. Front I, of, I, egos I, are coming up. The team's <laughs> looking good. I'm sitting back on my couch. Well, knock at the door. An uh, empanada is sort of like a uh, like a hot pocket, um, um, a, a fried crispy turnover. So if you had to picture it, it's, it's made with a crispy dough, um, and then it's stuffed with whatever you like, either the braised chicken or the beef or even, like, the vegan stuff. I, I do pork. I have a, a South Philly um, empanada that I use uh, uh, pulled pork, broccoli rabe, and sharp provolone for that empanada. That is what we're talking about right there. <laughs> with the long, hot Long hot aioli to dip. If nice. You, if you cater our birthday party, he's bringing that South Philly empanada. This is great. Yeah, yeah. Or you say, if you want to come to our birthday <laughs> right. party, you're in. Wow, that is awesome. That is some great stuff. And uh, what is the most requested item that you uh, cater? I would say the empanadas. Yeah. That's the signature. Um, they're tedious and um, they take a long time to make, but overall, they're the, the my top sellers, the empanadas. That's awesome. And we're talking to Ted Torres, the owner of COA Catering, COA Catering, all over social media. Just search for it on Facebook, Twitter, etc. cetera. Uh, Ted is our guest. Uh, at 515, we're going to start talking where can we find the best barbecue. Uh, Ted, we only have a minute. Uh Talk about how people can get a hold of you. You're on LinkedIn. That's how we found you. Yes, sir. Um, LinkedIn, Facebook, 
Instagram, Twitter, and then once again, uh, the the website is coacatering.com. COA. Uh, COA.com. Oh, COA catering.com. Right. And the telephone number is uh, 267 627 And I highly recommend Ted. Ted Torres is an entrepreneur. He, and you've definitely filled a gap, Ted, because there, I don't know, I know everybody in the food business, I don't know any Latino catering. There's very few, if, if any. So if you love Latino food, give Coa Catering a call, get a hold of Ted Torres, and he will take care of your every Latino food need. And you want to say anything in parting? No, well, I just uh, appreciate the opportunity to be here, and I wish you guys the best of luck on uh, your podcast, and I hope you guys be around for the next 20, 25 years. Oh, uh, we're going to definitely be around for the next 20 <laughs> years, but I'll tell you what, uh, I was very impressed. I looked you up, and I saw some of the reviews, and this is great. That's why we wanted to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Ted. Well, thank you, and, and I appreciate your the day. Now we're going to go to a quick break. You can follow Dining on a Dime on Facebook at facebook.com. That's a forward slash Dining on a Dime, the number one. On Twitter, at Dining on a Dime, the number one. Instagram, KJW1972. And for sponsorship opportunities, starting as low as $200 per episode, email us at diningonadime at yahoo.com. Okay, we are back. Uh, That was Ted Torres, owner of Coa Catering. Uh, nice small business owned by Ted, and uh, there's not many Latino catering companies uh, around that uh, cater to delicious Latino food. So I'm now, looking at his pictures on uh, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, his stuff is great, and he well, does, and he does, like you say, gives back to the neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Ted Torres Coa Catering, COA Catering dot com. Right now, we're ready. We got our pig hats on, and we're ready to talk barbecue. Where can we find great barbecue? Who has great barbecue in Philadelphia and Jersey? Uh, that is what the rest of the show is going the to The only charity I give to is myself. <laughs> I, uh, I got to tell you, I saw uh, uh, on social media, there is a barbecue place that calls themselves Swine Dining. <laughs> I just love that. I'm, I'm all about that. Yeah. That's... All right, let's get to the pigs. I, I, I always know, like, if, if, if a place is good, if they have a pig somewhere on their sign. Exactly, and that's what they did. They had a pig, and it's called Swine Dining. Well, I know people are listening, and they're going, oh, man, I didn't hear Jay Cole. I thought he got rid of that dude. <laughs> He's still on. Uh, and I was also told through email by listeners that I agree too much loudly, so I'm just going to nod when I agree. Our uh, panel is... <laughs> Why is our cheesesteak expert suddenly watching a sitcom from the 90s? <laughs> our panel is Jim Hassan, Grillmaster at Grubhouse Philly at the Borscht Building. Of course, Jay Cole. And then Jim Pappas, the proprietor of the Philadelphia Cheesesteak uh, Adventure Facebook. But they have a great YouTube channel. I really enjoy it. I, I watch the YouTube channel every couple days. Uh, it's really good stuff. All right, let's get into it. Yeah, it's a, not that great. I know it's a spike in my views. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, me. it's just him, man, and he's doing some weird slow motion video with music or something. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get started. My first pick. I have 12 outstanding barbecue picks, and this is my favorite. 12? How long do you think we're going to be on the air for? <laughs> uh, here is my favorite one. Uh, Baby Blues Barbecue. 3402 Samson Street. I love their brisket, but I even love their cornbread better. It's the sweet type of cornbread. I like it. Uh, I think it's really good. And the uh, and they're on that row of restaurants on Samson Street. So you got uh, Bernie's just opened there, and uh, Federal Donuts is right there. I enjoyed Baby Blues. They blew me away. Ah, no pun intended. Uh, let's go to Jim Hassan, your favorite barbecue place. I don't even think we should mention Mike's Barbecue because... I was going to say, we, Mike's Barbecue 215, let's put this to bed now. We love Mike Strauss. 
We love this food. Uh, we love this other place, Tap Room on 19th Street. We'll periodically throw it out there, but we don't want to keep mentioning. I'm going to put Mike's Barbecue on the list with McGillan's. You guys know any day of the week you have a chance to get in there, you're going to probably find me there sometime during the day pretending to be working, but just day loading. So if we don't mention these places for the rest of the summer, don't think there's an issue. Don't think there's a problem. These are like Hall of Fame level places. Right. Right. They've been open forever. Uh, they, they never miss a beat. Um, we love these places. We want to try to show you guys some new stuff. Although uh, I do want to point out that you're, you're going to be able to get Mike's Mike barbecue sandwiches at the new uh, D'Amelio's ice cream. Uh, oh, yeah, that's oh, right. Nice. He's, yeah. I didn't know that. You're going to be able to – He's uh, Chris D'Amelio, who used to travel around doing like – The uh, water ice guy? The water yeah, ice yeah, guy. Yeah. used to be on like a motorcycle with the, the water ice. And he'd do, I felt bad. I never knew his name. I just called him the water ice it's, guy. It's and Chris D'Amelio. Mike one day is like, you know, he has a name, right? I'm like, it's the water ice guy. And he's opening a brick and mortar. Not, I forget exactly where it is, but it's not far from where Mike's Barbecue is, and they're going to be selling Mike's Barbecue sandwiches at uh, – at that location. That's awesome. So, yeah. But what about your pick? So my pick, uh, my, the first place that somebody was like, you really have to try this place in the city is uh, is uh, Sweet Lucy's Barbecue in okay. uh, yep. Mayfair. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. excellent, excellent. Uh, I haven't been there in a long, long time to know if it's still good, but it was uh, yeah, a couple they years all, ago. The was, big thing about Sweet Lucy's is they do a buffet. And on Monday nights, I think, I think it's just Monday it's nights. Monday yeah, nights, absolutely. They do the uh, all-you-can-eat, which... Uh, <clears throat> and yeah. speaking of fat people everywhere. <laughs> it's a mistake on their part. Right, but I I would get uh... see casinos. It works out because they get my money. If you're not getting my money and I'm just giving you ten bucks and eating till I'm done, uh, son, that, that that that's a loss. Roll for you. out of there. I, <laughs> I I got to be honest with you. All my friends love Sweet Lucy. I mean, and if we didn't excellent. say that, I would be in trouble. Jake. Probably the first place that jumps to mind, and we've mentioned this place a little bit, okay. but not maybe as much as we should have, is uh, Philly Blind Pig. We were just talking about Tom Barra a few minutes ago. I've been on a couple different shows with him before. Um, at some point, we'll try to get him on this show. He was the first guy that I can think of that, um, to backtrack a little bit, a while back, Pete Genovese did a thing about how New Jersey is a barbecue wasteland. Once upon a time, Philadelphia was a barbecue wasteland. Uh, there was just nobody here that had any Q cred. And I'm not disrespecting the people that were trying. I'm just saying it was generally known amongst that generation of chefs, we'll say between 25 and 40, nobody was doing Q. Everybody was doing riffs on American. Everybody was doing riffs on uh, French. Uh, you know, and people were sort of kind of riffing on Italian-American. Nobody was doing Q. Tom comes over, plants his flag, and said, this is going to be a barbecue joint. Come hell or high water. And he'll be the first to admit, in the beginning, there were nights nobody came in. Nobody bought into Philadelphia barbecue. Barbecue was a southern thing. Barbecue was like an ethnic thing. Nobody kind of saw Philly as a barbecue place. And that guy said, essentially... F you, this is a barbecue joint, and this is what we're going to be. And I'm sure he thought about, oh, man, you know, do I really want to do this? Now the guy's a legend in the industry. Uh, people go to him constantly for dry rubs and sauces, and people are going to his restaurant to hang out. They're going to his restaurant for, like, wedding receptions and stuff like that. Philly Blind Pig is probably where, if you're going to do a barbecue tour of Philly— Philly Blind Pig is probably where you want to start, or Sweet Lucy's, and then work your way through all the more modern iterations of barbecue, from the food trucks to, you know, out in like the Jersey Burbs or the Lehigh Valley Burbs or whatever. But I can't think of a thing off the top of my head other than Tom Barra and Philly Blind Pig. Absolutely. Uh, Jim Pappas, you want to join in on the barbecue or you want to take over segment three? No, I want to talk about blind I want to do pig. both. I, I want to do both. Can I just, yeah, can you guys wait outside while I finish the show? The, um, I was just, I Googled blind pig while J. Cole was talking about it. And if we went on a barbecue tour and we started a blind pig, you can leave me there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. There's f three things. And I've seen few barbecue things on this menu, but everything seems phenomenal. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I'll go out to uh, Upper Darby. Wilson's Secret Sauce, um, great taste, great, I mean, he just knows how to barbecue. 
he, you know, for one dish, he does this side of the meat. For the other side, he saves that. Sunday night, because he's closed Monday and Tuesday, what's not going to keep, he takes to the local uh, food bank. Huh. Um, nice as could be, let me take a picture laying on his floor in front of his uh, cake display. Um, just delicious, big portions uh, for out Delco World, uh, me and J2's area. Yeah. Just... Uh, yeah, he's just head and shoulders above everybody else. That's a good pick. Uh, my second favorite uh, barbecue place in Philadelphia. Now, you guys know I'm doing Philly. John knows Jersey. So my uh, second favorite is Deke's Barbecue. Uh, it's at 4901 Ridge Avenue, right across the street from the Wissahickon uh, Terminal. Uh, this guy, let me tell you. This guy, back when I, I used to go there regularly because I lived near it. And uh, this guy used to have a fat dude sandwich, which... <laughs> Every sandwich I have is a fat dude sandwich. <laughs> yeah, but what he did was he put all his barbecue, which is a smart idea, the sausage or whatever he put on the barbecue was in the sandwich. And if you were able to eat uh, the sandwich plus fries, if you were able to eat three, you get free sandwiches for a year. They do not do that. I don't want them killing me. They don't do it anymore. <laughs> But, uh, it sounds like you owe me some sandwiches, son. <laughs> no, nah, they do not do that anymore. I'm just telling you what they used to do. And uh, great barbecue. They used to do it because John Cole went there once. They had to end that. But, but great barbecue is Deke's Barbecue on Ridge Avenue in Roxborough. There was a Gatano's in, I think, Maple Shade, New Jersey. I don't think they're there anymore. That location closed. But they used to have, like, you know, the cheesesteak as long as your arm. And if you could finish it, it was free. And even back then, this was like a $14 cheesesteak. And I walked in and I was set. I even said to them, this is me not paying for this cheesesteak. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, man, this is a pound and a half of meat and cheese, blah, blah, blah. And I said, all right. So he makes me the cheesesteak. And, you know, it was good. I've said this before. My Gaetano's cheesesteak experiences have been all over the place. Some locations good. Some locations not so much. I buzz through the cheesesteak. And the guy's just watching me. And his wife looks like she wants to smack him. And she's like, he told you. He told you. He told you. And I went up there, and this was the best part of this. He's like, all right, man, you got me. I was like, can I get a slice? <laughs> <laughs> and you paid for that. And I, the slice I happily paid for. <laughs> but I felt bad, man. The guy's like a local franchisee, and I just walked out of there. <laughs> I think that the cheesesteak was almost 15 bucks. And with extra of, cheese. A lot of those places aren't doing those contests anymore. Well, no, I used to love you, them. you've got too many guys, even the amateurs, competitive eaters now. Everybody wants to be Joey Chestnut. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now they're like, oh, oh really? Eat as much as I can? Okay. No, you're right. And it's not even all fat. Like the, the skinniest guys will tear up a, a sandwich like that, too. I watched a girl who couldn't weigh more than a buck ten, wow. and she went to some sushi all you can eat thing in Hawaii. This was a couple of years ago when I was there, 2017. And like once a week, this place from eight to midnight would have all you can eat sushi, and I've said this right now. I have not been to Japan, but of all the places I've been in on, in in the world, Hawaii has the best sushi, like by far. And this girl sat down and ate, and there were plenty of big fat dudes like me, big Samoan dudes. She kept place plate to plate with everybody, and I don't think this girl could have weighed more than a buck ten, buck fifteen. And she just unhinged her lower jaw, and <laughs> like the oceans cringed at the loss of all that 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 aquatic life. I got that? a uh, I got a Facebook share from a, a restaurant in North Jersey, and there they had some guy coming in. That that's all he does. He goes around and does yeah. these challenges, yeah. and he yeah he looks he doesn't he looks like he runs every day and goes to the gym. A normal sized guy, you know, yeah. and um, but advertised and it was like a big uh, big deal that this guy was coming. And he's got like forty nine different records. Records. This yeah. thing. He's got a t shirt from every. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a great point. There was a joint in Ewing, and they're closed now, but they used to take like the old ShopRite London broil. You know what I mean? This thing was easily 12, 14 inches long, a few inches thick, and they would grill it up like a steak. They'd marinate it and grill it like a steak. And if you could finish this thing in one sitting with a side of fries and onion rings, it was free. And I watched people do it. 
And I don't think they did that special too long. Right. Because they were like, so let me understand something. If I eat a month's worth of beef right now, it's free? <laughs> yes. Right. And people would watch. You know, when I good at it, they sold a lot of beers. People were watching. You know, they had this sort of behind ropes or whatever. But They probably also had stock and toilet paper. <laughs> well, it's like that old, my, one of my favorite quotes from The Simpsons ever, and you really have to have watched it, is when Homer's eating and the guy's like, Arr, he's a relentless eating machine. And that's sort of what I think about when I see that. That, man. <laughs> it's Shark Week for people. Yes, that's true. I love watching stuff like that. I would watch that all day. John, what about your pick for barbecue? Uh, my next pick for barbecue, I'm going to stick in Philly, but I am going to jump over the river in a little bit so South Jersey people don't get super upset with me that, oh, you never do this, you never do that. Um, the next place I want to mention is probably not a place that everyone immediately thinks of and says, oh, because this is a little bit more of a high-end place. And I think this is a place that has, we'll call it sort of New York, Brooklyn DNA. And that's Feta Sal. Mm. This, yeah, that's a great pick. This mm. is sort of... Barbecue tends to be sloppy fat guy food. And I like it to be sloppy fat guy food. But Feta Sal, they're over on Frankfurt Avenue, and I know there's a Feta Sal, I guess, in Brooklyn or New York, and that's where they originally came from. Um, but this is sort of like if Craig LeBon decided he wanted a barbecue. That's the way I describe this. You Which know is funny, because I mean? Feta Sal translates to fat pig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it translates to fat pig. But Feta Sal is one of these places, and really, I should have probably had Jim discuss this, because he has more roots in the classic cooking community of Philadelphia, but that sort of that is how it became barbecue started to hop off, pop off in Philadelphia a little bit, and then I think the white coats, as people call them, they wanted in on the action. They're like, "Well, hold on a minute. If if, if this is going to be a barbecue party, yeah. wait a minute." Well, Michael Solomonoff did a Percy Street barbecue yeah. for a while, and that yeah, similar and situation. You sort of had these higher end people. That decided, yeah, we can do Q. You know what I mean? In these cooking challenges, everybody's got a specialty. Everybody's got a niche, right? Uh, when I did competitive cooking, I was the grilled cheese guy. I was the pork roll guy. Everybody has a thing, right? And I think when people look, a lot of times you watch Chopped and you see these classically trained white coat chefs. And a lot of times they don't have the... They don't have the flexibility to be in these stupid challenges where they've got to cook with like liverwurst and pop tarts because that's the exact opposite of their world, right? That's just that's not what they do. They use premium ingredients in premium kitchens, producing premium food. You go to Chopped and it's like Gator Tail, <laughs> pop tarts, liverwurst, and rose water. Fifteen minutes go, and I think unfortunately sometimes guys in white coats, mm, I got nothing. Yeah. And they kind of whiff a little bit. I think you had Feta Sal, Percy Street, like you mentioned, come on. And people said, hey, you know, we can queue too. And, of course, they can. They mm -hmm. absolutely can. When Percy Street was open, that was delicious. Um, Michael Solomonov has heard my name exactly once in his life. And I always give that guy a ton of credit for having good humor. Because it was right about when... Uh, the fancy joint, as I call it, really caught notice, and people were like, "Holy cow!" And my response was, "The donut shop has this. The donut shop guy is a sit-down place," <laughs> and that shows me the kind of range somebody has. They're doing barbecue, yeah. they're doing federal donuts, and they're at like the James Beard level. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's you know, true. and uh, that was one of my picks. That's located at twelve oh eight Frankfurt Avenue in Fishtown. Uh, let's go to a break, and we'll come back with cheesesteaks. You can follow Dining on a Dime on Facebook at facebook.com. That's uh, forward slash Dining on a Dime, the number one. On Twitter at Dining on a Dime, the number one. Instagram, KJW1972. And for sponsorship opportunities, starting as low as $200 per episode, email us at diningonadime at yahoo.com. What? Okay, we are back. Uh, segment three. Uh, we're going to start talking a little bit about cheesesteaks. As you know, our contributor to the show is James Pappas. Does he, he know anybody who knows cheesesteaks? I can get him in here real quick. <laughs> and he is the proprietor of the Philadelphia Cheesesteak Adventure on Facebook. I love the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is video of the cheesesteaks. He's the guy that was written up by the Philadelphia Inquirer as eating 300 cheesesteaks. Jim, let's talk about your latest finds, my man. The uh, 
I actually have to apologize because I was actually uh, on the cover of the Wilmington Daily Journal or News Journal today, and I meant to bring in three copies for uh, each of you, and I, I was going to sign them on air, but I'm sorry. I apologize. I want to start off, you know, we're, I mean, we, we covered it a lot because we did the live show there. Yeah. Um, tattooed Moms. You know what? It might not be the greatest cheesesteak, but what a great place. $3 drafts at half, $3 drafts at happy hour. And then once happy hour's over, get the cheesesteak. You just need to soak up the alcohol. <laughs> but um, they corrected me, and uh, they like to be known as or on my Facebook page as the unofficial museum of street art. So all the funky things on the walls. Nice. Um, just for a great different experience. I mean, I know we covered it in depth because we were there. Um, but for city kids like me and people, you know, that might not get out that as often as everybody else. What a great experience. What a great time. Bartender was nice as could be, helpful. I just love the place. And I'm glad you said that because the show just posted on Wednesday. So I want to make sure everyone knows wildfireradio.com. We're late with that show. It just got posted on Wednesday. Look up Dining on a Dime. You can hear the show. Go ahead, Jim. I think I'll go next. I'll jump across the river, J. Cole country. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Amato's, Whitehorse Pike. Um, I guess they had a fire two years ago. Yeah. Rebuilt. The place is beautiful. Take out on one side, bar on the bar other. Bar on the other, where you can. Yeah, and then you, when you know, it's funny because, you know, I I asked I asked the bartender, you know, oh, you know, what's the deal here? And he's, he's like, well, my uncle used to run this one, my other uncle ran that one, so it. Like a lot it, of South Jersey joints, it's very much a family sort of. Uh, you know, they, 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 they do multiple locations or they buy the thing next door. You know, we have the bar and then the pizza joint goes out of business. So next door becomes their pizza joint. The next thing you know, uh, Menino's did that in, I guess, Pittman. The next thing you know, the guy who owns a pizza shop, the next thing you know, he has like six businesses in a row. His daughter's in a bakery. His brother is in like a restaurant. He's in the pizza shop. And I'm like, he's changing the name of the town next. <laughs> That's true though. But it's nice too. When the owner's there. Or the family's there, you know they're trying. So you know they're gonna yeah. give them love, and it's not gonna be something that's thrown on the grill by some eighteen-year-old making minimum wage or disgruntled. It's a family whose name's on on the door, and they're gonna try. So yeah. whatever it is, it's gonna be made. They're gonna try and make it really good for you. Not that other places don't, but um. Well, there's something to be said for that. When someone puts their name on the door. Right. Um, I don't care if it's the owner, the owner's son, the owner's grandson. Yes, I know. The people who came to this country worked much harder than the people who had the stuff handed to them. I get it. I, I get the whole story. But there's still something to be said when your name is on the door. You know what I mean? And I actually people, judge a restaurant that way. If yeah. I go into a family-owned restaurant or something and they're not cooking, I'm kind of put off by that. Yeah, I, I'm sort of like, well, what, you know, what are your uh, – and I'll tell you who I learned that from is uh, – uh, Jimmy Italiano. Okay. Uh, his dad, Joe Italiano, is also known as the Maplewood Inn, was one of South Jersey's, was maybe one of the first one or two South Jersey Italian-American joints that people knew. They had really good sandwiches. They were a bar. Um, now he's got a couple locations, one in the Morristown Mall, one out in Mays Landing. And I feel like with that name, he didn't have a choice not to. I know, right? I was going to say, literally, his last name is Italiano. So I'm guessing being a dentist maybe wasn't in the cards. But it's a great place. They do classic. They still do the classic Italian-American red sauce type of place. But, you know, Jimmy's in these restaurants. Jimmy, his wife, his family. uh, He's got an aunt, a sister. You go to one of these restaurants, and there's always somebody in the family there cooking, pouring uh, drinks, making sure that your experience is the way it should be. And I know everybody jumps up on Yelp, you know, they've served a thousand people and one person got, you know, cold chicken parm or stale bread. It was Barry Z that got it. It was Barry Z. <laughs> I, I'm so, I have trouble like, like with Barry's comments on Yelp yeah. because my first reaction is, well, Barry, what do you do? Right. Do you know food at all? Or, you know, is, did his, you rate this restaurant when your girlfriend kicked you to the curb? Yeah, if you read most I, of those Yelp reviews, they're all false. I, I'm a Yelp elite. Or, really? That's like saying you're the shiniest turd in the septic tank. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not interested in that. I want to know, can you cook? Do you go out to eat? You know, if you're judging a bar, are you a bartender? Do you go out to bars? You know, when I see a bar review and someone's like, well, both times a year I go to a pub. And I'm like, yeah. then I don't care what your opinion is. I'm sorry. No, you're right. Yeah, you, you kind of look at that because, you know, I was out 
you know, I look at Yelp all the time trying to find places to go. And yeah, there's the Barry Z. Mm -hmm. There's there's a person that has five reviews. They're all negative. Yeah. Yeah. They're all, I hate it. And if you read them close enough, it's probably because something they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. and it, some it, it, the bartender it, it, didn't flirt back with them. You know? Exactly. Right. And yeah. I'm sure there are some people. I mean, we're kind of hitting everybody with shotgun here. And I'm sure there are people on Yelp and TripAdvisor, Google that are leaving reviews that are doing them in good faith. Oh, yeah. You know, they just didn't have a good experience. Uh, like I've mentioned before, I've been to Gitanos talking cheesesteaks. Um, I've had good experience. There are other Gitanos locations um, that I've mentioned where the experience has not been good. And I've, you know, gone back and I've tried again and it's still not been good. And I get the point that they're just happy to have the lights on and the door open and they're just not going to break out of their niche. So that's why when someone says to me, hey, should I go to so-and-so? I have to be like, nah, not really. I mean, generally, if it's cheesesteaks, I'll tell them to check in with Jim. But if it's something that, you know, hey, what's the pasta like here? I've been there four or five times. You're claiming to be an Italian market. Your pasta is terrible. Uh, so I send them the Valentes or something or, you know, because I, I can't. And they're like, oh, well, is this place around the corner from your house? Yeah, sadly it is. And I kind of wish they weren't. I want the place that's really good around the corner from my house. Valentes is like a 15-minute drive for me. <laughs> no, you're right. Okay. Let's see, it also goes to um, the place we went to on, on uh, 7th Street. The guy's in the back. The owner's mm-hmm. in the back. Yeah. And he couldn't wait. You know, he made ours. All the same stuff everybody else has. He tried, you know, he came, he came out with that big, he came out with a giant sandwich to just show us, like, this what is what, he's, I'm what, doing. He's, what he's yeah. doing. Yeah. Then I'm back here trying to, yeah, because see, you know, the whole story is he, he never went to be in the restaurant business, but now he's there, so he's going to try the best he can. So, yeah, there's a huge difference when someone's back there trying to make a great sandwich. Yeah, what about your next pick? What other? My next pick, I'm going to go out to someplace, and I, and I guess this is kind of a warning for you uh, Phoenixville, a lot of brew pubs. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I really think I deserve more beer in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Good friend of the show listens regularly. A friend of mine, uh, Chef Laura Cassida, she lives out that way, wow. and she's like a Philly person. And when she moved out there, she's like the executive chef of the Gulf Hills Country Club. And there are, you know, she's used to having the access to the food. And when you move out to Phoenixville. You got to choose your spots. You know, you can't just assume, you know, you walk down South Street and you can probably find a really good place to eat somewhere, right? Right. That's not the case in, you know, when you when you leave out of your cabin in Phoenixville. <laughs> my, you know, my buddy, uh, Michael Falcone, used to do the heart uh Food truck, uh, hard food truck. Is he, he's out he's there. At, he's out in Phoenixville at a Rebel Hill Brewery. You know, yeah, in this tiny little kitchen doing great stuff out there. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh uh, well, this is, this kitchen's probably an upgrade for him because the heart truck. <laughs> I love that truck, but it was like a modified short school bus or something. Yeah. And the stuff they did out of that truck always used to amaze me. Yeah, I was like, "You're serving this out of this truck?" He's like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> the um, but yeah, Phoenixville's grown up a lot. I mean, it's just a row of brew pubs now. And uh, I, I stopped in Iron Hill is out there, I think now. And I got to the first one and I stopped. So I don't know. <laughs> it was and there was a bend in the road, so I couldn't see past it. <laughs> uh, stable Twelve. Um, they had three. Well, the, the, the what helped them the most was they had three beers that I loved right off the bat. So that that good for me, bad for them because I stayed longer. But um, <laughs> they um, great cheesesteak. Great roll, great meat. Um, you know, you're in a brew pub, so it's not going to be the biggest. It's not going to, you know, you put it next to a sandwich shop. That's, that's all they do is cheesesteaks. It's yeah. not going to be the biggest one. But quality, tasty, uh, thicker slices, um, but made by someone who cares and trained and has the equipment. Great, uh, you know, well, because well, everything's new except for the old barns. Exactly. Everything else is new in Phoenixville, so nice new place. Uh yeah, Phoenixville is bright and shiny for people there. I mean, there's a few old barns and a few old houses, but Phoenixville is like five, six, seven years old, maybe, in terms of uh, like restaurants, brew pubs, uh, shopping center. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that part of it's grown up yeah. big, big and fast. And then the old barns make for a nice ride. Yeah. So the hour ride out to Phoenixville. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's four hours for me because I had it's to go there for a doc there and I take <laughs> a, a bus. <laughs> I'm Actually, taking a bus. I'm on the bus. I'm thinking, welcome to Connecticut. Okay. Making a fear. Well, it's like Collegeville, Collegeville Bakery. Yeah. Um, 
Obviously, their tagline were more than a bakery. I've had a cheesesteak there. Very well. Actually, you know, if I understand, I had a cheesesteak calzone, um, stromboli there. Not quite a proper cheesesteak, but very good. And that's not their thing at all. They're a bakery, Italian-themed. You know, cheesesteak is probably not their fastball. But again, kind of like you mentioned, they take a time, attention to detail. The family's there. Good quality meat and cheese. I get it's not going to be the biggest. It's not going to be the best. They're not going to win any trophies. But as long as I'm happy to have given you, like, the 1250 or whatever it was for yeah. a cheesesteak stromboli, we're good. And when a place also has pizza and this and that or whatever, um, if you're that far out, um, I've said it before, Collegeville Bakery, people are like, oh, once you get past, you know, Philadelphia Park or whatever, there's just nothing to eat. And yeah. I'm like, oh, no, there is. There totally absolutely is. And they're, and they're competing bakeries right across the street from each other. Yeah. The one with the... So, yeah, it's worth the ride out there. It's and worth the ride out there the, for sure. Uh, another place that was nice enough to let me take a picture while I slobbered on their, <laughs> their, donut, their donut case. One more pick, and then we're going to go to break. Yeah, one more pick. One more pick. Um, I wasn't ready for one more pick. Oh, okay. That's fine. What What about the uh, tattooed bombs? Get, get into, we were there for PodFest last week. Oh, I, tattooed bombs. You know, it was great. It, well, you, first you go in, you know. Like we like you talk about milk boys. You know, I walk in there with my uh, khakis and polo yep. on, and you know, and twenty years, thirty years older than everybody else. <laughs> you know, I'm obviously out of my element. But they were oh like, my, somebody come get their dad. Exactly. <laughs> so, whose dad's picking them up? Who, start, who's start doing the dad dance? <laughs> exactly. Well, when Jim and I got there, the bartender looks at us, and we were dressed in, like I say, our you know our Sunday best right. punk shirts and whatever. And she's like, "Yeah, it's okay." Jim walked in there like narc. <laughs> <laughs> His shirt shoved. had buttons on it. That's things, the funniest line things, were getting, <laughs> things were getting shoved in the bags. Um, but everything in there catches your eye. It, it is a museum. It is it a museum. Is. Art. Every light fixture, you know, chandelier was something in a prior life, probably half for chandeliers in past life, half for something else. Yeah. Nice. But every single thing you could, st- I mean, Really, I was hoping I was hoping everybody would leave so I could go to every single table and chair <laughs> yeah. and look at it because especially Team Mom Stalker. Exactly, yeah. I got they they had a raspberry uh, wit nice sour beer for me. Nice. And uh, then Happy Hour came and they were only three bucks. So I'm like, yeah, I can stay here for a long time. Uh, that little corner with the the red paintings on the wall. Oh yeah, they have it's almost like like a little niche under the stairs or whatever. Yeah. That I've actually sat there before with friends, and I have to tell you, four or five hours of your life disappears. That's the closest you get to like Twin Peaks in the Red Room, right? <laughs> because you're there, music, it's really cool. You're with your friends. Yeah. You're probably overindulging in some substance or another, and then the next thing you know, it's like one thirty in the morning, and they're like, "Well, you know, you don't have to go home, but." You know, can't stay here. That's that's actually a good. Uh, we we want to thank them for hosting us last week. Let's go to break. We'll be back with barbecue. You can find Table for One, written by Dining on a Dime's own Kevin Wilson, at Barnes and Noble and Amazon.com. Okay, let me go to my next pick for barbecue. Uh, I'll do my pick. We'll go to Jim Hassan. And then we'll go. Man of a thousand and one jobs. <laughs> it would be quicker to tell you the restaurants Jim has not cooked at. Well, Michael Falcone asked me to work with him, and I was like, I, I can't make it out to Phoenixville in time. You're right, right. I'm going to give you a place near my uh, mansion in Port Richmond. It's called Angry Deacon Ribs, uh, 1019 Spring Garden Street. Delicious beef ribs. Uh and brisket, but they were just on Jim's television show, Good Day Philadelphia. So I went and tried them out, and it was really, really good. It said uh, Angry Deacon Ribs, 1019 Spring Garden. Uh, one more thing quick Facebook.com forward slash dining on the dime one forward slash. You can see our photos, our food photos. Jim Hassan, your next pick. Please refer to me as Jimmy Italiano. Jimmy Italiano. No, Jimmy Italiano. <laughs> I, I also want to say uh, this is a podcast, so you can't see. Uh, Host Kevin Wilson has a sheet for himself that it's like parchment paper. <laughs> it looks like the Declaration of Independence. I, feel I like, know. It's like he I feel like Nicholas Cage is going to come and try to steal it at some point during the, the show. The Constitution Center oh. is wondering, hey, where's our list of barbecue places? <laughs> All kidding aside, this was caught in the rain. That's why it's this color. <laughs> so uh, uh, there's a new place uh, out in Ardmore. Uh, it's run by um, Chef, Chef Brian Duffy, who some may know him from. Who? Uh, We've never heard of him before. <laughs> Brian Duffy. Some may know him from uh, Bar Rescue and Kildare's. And, uh, they know from a picture he took with me two years ago in front of Moonshine, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's a, he's a, he 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 uh, bought the old uh, um, 
Barbacoa, with their their location out in Ardmore, and he's uh, making some great barbecue out there. That's great. Is it um, or Ard- it's a, um, it's Ardmore Q. Is Ardmore what it's Q. I keep nice. messing up the name of it, and I know he probably doesn't appreciate that at all. <laughs> he just dropped his podcast after they had a, I guess, a delay. Um, Duffified. You can find him hmm. at you know it'll it'll be promoted at their website. Great podcast. Uh, real firsthand look of what it's like. To be an exec chef and you're trying to open a joint and the two people I think who maybe are the most brutally honest about that have been Chef Brian through his podcast and Carl Ruiz through social media. Yeah. Like showing you what it's like. Like, yeah, here I am and I'm blowing through hundreds of thousands of dollars every day. Easy. My restaurant's not open and, <laughs> you know, I'm ready to and drink myself into a stupor because I can't get open. And I flood him with our show every week. He's on my email list. <laughs> Go ahead, John. Uh, I know the Jersey people will be upset because I was talking about a few Philly places. But, you know, it, it, this show, we try to cover both. We try yeah, to cover both sides sure. of the river. Uh, Jersey people, you can unclench because this place is now I'll be I'll, let me preface it this way I have not been to as many barbecue places as Pete Genovese I always kind of recognize him as we're hoping the, to have him back on the show yeah we're hoping to have him back on the show sometime this year uh, there's a reason why I call him the Pope of New Jersey food uh, he knows every big joint small joint public joint private joint he knows everywhere um, he's eaten a lot more barbecue than I have um, I've traveled a fair amount of the state having barbecue, North Jersey, Central Jersey, South Jersey, the shore. The best barbecue I have tried within New Jersey, keep in mind I haven't been everywhere yet, right. uh, is more than Q in Lambertville. They are, it's sort of out in the middle of nowhere. You know, it's across from New Hope. It's a drive. It's a destination. It is worth it. The guys who are up there um, are focused on what they're doing. One is a barbecue guy. One is a chef. So when you kind of put those two wonder twins together, you're just getting this amazing. Uh, they have a hot dog, and you're thinking, you know, do I really care about like a hot dog in a barbecue joint? Yeah, you do. You wow. should get this hot dog because it is covered with pulled pork wow. and a smoked slaw they make and um, like beer pickles, and this thing is amazing. And I think this hot dog's like six bucks. Nice. It's a quarter pound dog. Uh, they grill it and smoke it. And they're, you know, and of course I've been in there for, I've gotten barbecue to go. I've taken the family over there to eat. I've been there probably five or six times. Um, Place is amazing. Parking's a little tough, but hey, if you're listening to this show, a lot of the places we're going to talk about parking's a little tough because we're talking a lot about Philly. Um, you know, we're also talking about sometimes we're talking about places in AC and Princeton. My next pick is almost an impossibility to uh, park. Go ahead, Jim. Some lady saw me at the supermarket and told me to stop talking about parking. (laughs) (laughs) You said that. This is going to be the best tip ever given on this show. So everybody sit down, get paper out, get a pen out. Acme Market has a, occasionally has a buy one, get two free deal. So you get three racks of rib for the price of one. When you're going to cook them, throw them in the fridge, thaw them out, Google Dry rub, make yourself a dry rub, whichever one, you, whichever celebrity chef pops up, make their dry rub, wrap it in aluminum foil, 225, at least seven hours, you'll have the best barbecue you ever had in your life. Alden Brown did a thing on Good Eats years ago with that, and he basically talked about you can't do great barbecue at home, but you can do good barbecue at home. And it's a few very basic, simple tips. Like you said, some tinfoil, grab a celebrity chef's dry rub mix. There's a ton of them out there. Uh, You can download the recipes yourself. You've got spices in your cabinet. You just download this yourself and follow the instructions. And again, it's not great barbecue. You can turn you can turn your own Weber grill into a smoker if yeah. you got the right. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. Put in the, I threw mine in the oven, and I, I from Google. You know, you can't overcook it. You know, so two twenty five, two fifty, you can't overcook it. So I left it in there for seven and a half hours, fall off the bone. How about that? And it was like less than ten bucks for three racks of ribs. Yeah, mm. you know, that's awesome. That's a great tip, actually. Okay, we're going to go around the horn one more time. <laughs> He's done. Drop I'm out. The mic. Hey, drop the mic. Uh, no, that's really a great pick, though, because there are is. people that maybe they can't get out of the house. They don't have time. You know, we have listeners. I got nine kids. I can't get out of the house. This is a way that you can sort of say, hey, look, you know, no, it's not going to be as good a barbecue as, you know, Blind Pig or one of these places. But, 
you know, you can do halfway decent barbecue yourself in your house. And my last pick is going to giddy up on your uh, no parking, hard to park. <laughs> my last pick is in the greatest book in the world, Table for One at Barnes and Noble. I write about. Who wrote that book? Uh, the, the greatest author of all time, Smoking Betty's, one eighteen South Eleventh Street. Here's the funny part. I love their burgers. I wrote about it. <laughs> you got to walk to Smoking Betty's. I'm letting yeah, you know that right walk, now. Take the L. But I love the burger. And then I found out they had great barbecue. And I went back for barbecue. It was great. Do you know how I found out about their barbecue? I was there with a good friend of mine. We've been friends for years. I went there with her, her fiance, my wife. I got, they had a burger special, which was their burger with their pulled pork on it. And I was like, I cannot believe how good the pulled pork was. The burger's great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But. And then that made me go back to try their barbecue, and their barbecue is delicious. But yeah, you're walking, don't or Uber, don't. Please yes. stop with the J. Cole. Where am I going to park? Stop <laughs> it. You're not going to park. I've hung out with Chef Art, who's I, think, I believe is the chef there. He's a good guy. Nice, Jim. You're. Uh, we're going to go one more time. Your last pick. Um, I, I guess I'll go since I know we have some people at way out in Chester County. There's a place uh, in Malvern called Jimmy's Barbecue. No relation <laughs> to me. Um, His thousand and second job. It's like what well, it's a it's it's in like a shopping mall, like just a little spot you wouldn't think of it. And you go in there, and he he tells me that actually the smoker is in the back of the shopping center. So and he's he's doing great barbecue over there. That's he was, great. He was doing a. Use the big slabs of bacon uh, like as an appetizer, which I, I I can get behind that. Did you guys notice? I would that? like a big slab of bacon as an appetizer. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys notice every time I've never heard of a place like it's a great pick? Yeah, <laughs> yeah J. Cole. You know what? I'm going to give you two places real quick. Nice. They're real close to each other, and you could say maybe make a little bit of argument that this is like a barbecue hot spot in South Jersey. And I'm going to give you Mullica Hill, and the two places I'm going to give you one is Yoder's. In the Amish market. Um, I've been to the Columbus market. I've been to a few other places. Uh, they're really, 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 if you want an Amish market that hits, go to the one in Mullica Hill. Yoder's is there. They have been doing barbecue out of a, literally, if you've been there, this thing looks like a steam wagon from like the 1800s, but they're doing amazing barbecue there every day, and the price is very reasonable. And you can get sauces and rubs there, like you know Jim told you before. Do it at home, you know, a couple bucks. You get your, you know, you get, and they, and they sell anything you need too, ribs, flats, like whatever you need, they've got for you. So you can sort of do your own stuff. Maybe seven, eight minutes away, place called David and Sons on 322. Um, barbecue, I'd say maybe a little bit more modern. Um, to the surprise of no one, Amish barbecue tends to be very traditional. Mm. Um, they don't change up too much. Um, David and Sons, I really tell you, this is a place where there used to be a general rule of thumb years and years ago that if a place had good barbecue, the sandwiches were only so-so, and you wanted to focus on the barbecue. I was in Austin a couple of years ago, and that's like their general rule of thumb. I, I, I shouldn't need to tempt you with a sandwich. Yeah. I should be able to tell you, here's my brisket. And I hand you a box and some bread, and if you want to make a sandwich on yourself, that's your own. Um, and I've experienced that a couple different places in the country where sandwiches and barbecue, I don't want to say they hate each other, but they don't feel it's necessary. They feel they can smoke their product, put it out there, and say, here you go. See, that's my thing. I, I'll, I'll go to a place, and I'll get as much food as I can, and then the next day I make a sandwich. And you make up the yeah, sandwiches yeah, your own. Exactly. David and Sons is maybe the first place I've found where the sandwiches are as good like, you know, they care about the sandwiches, and maybe because it's not a traditional mindset, maybe they're not locked in, you know, old hillbilly barbecue from Kentucky or something, but they sort of have a more modern, they do like a beef bacon, which uh, I know a lot of people, oh, beef bacon, it's neither, blah, blah, blah. I don't care if you don't eat pork for whatever reason, uh, beef bacon is great. Nice. Beef bacon is absolutely great. And, you know, call ahead. But this place, and, and they do breakfast. You know, they've kind of got the barbecue sandwich. They'll throw an egg on it to qualify as breakfast. you looking for Q and you don't know where to go, cruise into Mullica Hill. Nice. And whether you turn left or right off of 9295, you'll be okay. And we can't. Not mention friend of the show, Jim House, Pork Island Bar. I was going to say, we're going to save that up for go, last. Go, uh, go to wildfireradio.com, search for episode number uh, He's been 42. mentioned several times. He's been on the show several and times. He brought in barbecue to this uh, studio, and I, I was just blown away. I Jimmy mean, House has won Jimmy the House press of AC, back-to-back. 
top barbecue spots. He won Rookie of the Year, and then the next year he won Barbecue of the Year. And he's in some deep territory. I mean, you look at some of the barbecue joints they have over in the casinos um, and in his competition area, yeah. um, and he comes out on top. And this is just fan voting. This isn't like me saying, Jim's my friend, so he's the winner. And there's a reason, because his uh, pulled pork was just incredible. His pulled pork is delicious. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the... Uh, the Pig Daddy JC that oh, he yeah. does, the I mean, J. Cole sandwich. Um, I've had a few people tell me they couldn't finish it. Well, oh, yeah. keep in mind, I'm larger than the average bear. Right. And if the sandwich is named after me, chances are it's obnoxiously, <laughs> unnecessarily large. And that is With Jim. huge amounts of fat. That's our buddy Jim House. Pork Island Barbecue. Pork Island Barbecue. Find him online. I retweet their stuff all the time. And he's a friend of the show. Friend so of the show. Um Amazing stuff. His mac and cheese is the. He does a brisket mac and cheese yeah. that's delicious. Absolutely. And Jim Pappas, do you have another barbecue pick or did you drop the mic? I, uh, well, we have one minute. It's six <laughs> o'clock. Yeah, no, I'm looking at Davidson's pictures on. Oh, great. So, yeah, I'm going to sit here and look at these pictures. He's got uh, tuna. Awesome. And uh, wildfireradio.com. Search for Dining on a Dime. All of our history of shows. Uh, we're turning one years old on August 25th. I am going to have that day catered. We're going to have tons of food here, tons of drinks. I have a couple businesses offering us an opportunity to come in there. We'll get with our partners at IndiePhilly.com, where our show is played 11 a.m. Uh, Tuesday through Friday. You can hear our past shows at IndiePhilly.com. Uh, next week is going to be a big show. Big show is uh, Ed, uh, what was his name? <laughs> what is his name? <laughs> We're going to have a really big show. Uh, next week is going to be a huge Ed show. Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan. And uh, that's next week. We're going to be talking about crepes. And um, oh, Charlie's gonna be here from Charlie's Crepes. Yeah, so that's I've talked mentioned this guy before. And oh, no, Charlie's on the 18th. Our seafood guy is coming. Your friend, the uh, rigatoni truck. Oh, George is another guy. Uh, Hands yeah. down, I've had crab cakes three different continents. He makes the best crab cakes I have ever and tried. We're gonna teach you how to get those great crab cakes. Yep. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Have a great Stay week. Stay hungry, everybody. To a few hundreds of restaurant reviews and photos from Philadelphia restaurants, and to get more information about the Dining on a Dime podcast, go to www.phillyrestaurantreviews.com.